Hey, welcome uh, to my session on V Brown Bag. Uh, my name is Jeff O'Connor, and I'm going to take you through some uh, use cases for object storage uh, for both dev test, uh, which is an odd uh, scenario with object storage, along with uh, leveraging it for that uh, one of the traditional use cases for data protection, uh, long-term retention. So I'm just going to take you through uh, a little bit of what we're going to cover uh, in this brief uh, session. Uh, why object storage is is useful for data retention. Talk about uh, uh, dev test via object storage again this uh, you know, crazy thing that I'm recommending and, and, and suggesting to you uh, but again I think you'll, you'll see that uh, it's a viable option uh, and lastly long-term retention via object storage with a, uh, a demo to suit but firstly why object storage for data retention well it's fairly obvious and this is really one of the first use cases for most public clouds to get data in and that's uh, it's very very cheap to, to leverage object storage. Um, but one of the key things that people don't tend to uh, associate with object storage is performance. Um, and I, I'd like to sort of pause on this, this um, perspective because performance uh, is one of those things that we generally associate with you know, all flash or lots of spindles. And so if you think about in your mind the, uh, the number of spindles sitting inside your favorite public cloud provider's data center, there is oodles and oodles of spindles. So performance is not actually bad when you start to leverage uh, object storage or you lay out your data, uh, a block-based file system, across an object storage uh, platform. So keep that in mind. Um, the second thing that we are seeing, uh, or I'm seeing, and certainly in the marketplace, is that um, Dedupe is that traditional use case for storing data for data protection purposes, but it really demands high CPU and lots of RAM, uh, which really has an impact on if you want to dedupe in the cloud, your costs start to add up. Um, while it's not necessarily a bad thing because you're saving a lot on storage, but it, it tends to be uh, somewhat of a, a challenge at times. The next thing really refers to the rising levels of encryption uh, at the source end. So a lot of my customers have encrypted databases, customers in the financial services, markets, healthcare. Uh, so as we see encryption, the use of dedupe really doesn't help you uh, when it comes to storing that data for long-term retention. It just continues to write a full every day, which aggregates your storage costs uh, and really doesn't help with the rapid restores that, that enterprises are desiring these days. So the other thing that uh, can be leveraged from object storage is instant mount with uh, a number of different software providers. We're able to resurrect the data immediately off that tier. So it really solves a problem of, of restoration times and it's again at a very cheap cost. So with the right, right solutions, uh, you can sort of start to gain or look at long-term retention in object storage as a very viable option for you. And I would highly recommend you start to look at uh, any of your favorite public clouds uh, to uh, consider this as uh, a good solution. The other key thing is trying not to lock you in. If you're looking at uh, a solution like Dedupe and, and the product that I represent, Actifio, we have Dedupe solutions, but we find that um, it's, it's, uh, it requires our software and a lot of compute and memory to resurrect the data. So you're always reliant upon us for long-term retention. My definition of long-term retention is multi-years, 5, 10, 20, 30 uh, years plus. And that's really you know, not a viable solution for a lot of organizations. As the industry changes, uh, you may want to look to swap out your products every five or 10 years. So if you've embedded some data for long-term retention with a particular product, uh, it's really going to be a pain uh, to get that back out. 
So the other benefits, uh, no hardware lifecycle issues. So as the array that you're storing your data on gets old, uh, five years, six years, whatever that retention uh, or lifecycle number may be, uh, you've got to swap it out with another array. So do you have to export, import? Uh, do you migrate at a volume level? Or you know, how do you get that data around, just like we used to do with tapes? Um, so with object storage, really this migration scenario goes away. And last but not least, unlimited disk space. Who wouldn't love this? Uh, it really, if you fill up your pool with a DJP appliance, you're, you're going to have to buy some more disk to drop it into your data center. And again, that can be a challenge. So object storage helps to solve that. So what I've got here is just a, uh, a brief diagram on how uh, you can get data into object storage. So on the left-hand side, we've got your uh, applications and data set, your virtual machines and, and information. Uh, using Actifio Sky, you can store that data on-prem in a snapshot pool for short-term retention. Uh, you can also dedupe it for what I classify as medium-term retention on-prem. Uh, but then following the green arrow, you can start to look at object storage for that medium and long-term retention where the data is still compressed and encrypted uh, at a low cost. Or likewise, you can still dedupe and replicate that data into a cloud. Uh, but the difference with this one is you need to have some software there to do that dedupe ingest and, and re-ingest. So it comes at a, at a slightly higher cost because you're covering some compute there, not just uh, storage. So the other benefit is you know, getting that data in, in and out of object storage is uh, when you write the data, we write it in a native format, which means that you don't need us around in future to read that data. It's in the same file system format as the source data set. So if it's a SQL database sitting on uh, NTFS or REFS, it'll be that uh, coming out of object storage when you resurrect it. Um, so that's kind of a, a scenario of how you move your, your data in and out. And blowing that up into kind of how you get access to the systems for object storage is on the left hand side this is really a replica of the previous slide talking about pulling data from on-prem or from a cloud pointing it to object storage as a bucket for where you retain your data and then when you want to come and access that data you can do two things you can use an existing software asset like an Actifio Sky appliance that you have on-prem you can recover that data mounting it over the internet or over an express route or a direct connect type connection uh, which is good for file recovery database recovery vm recovery um, but in addition to that this is that test dev use case why not actually spin it up off that performant object storage tier platform um, mount up some compute in the public cloud and mount your data and start to access it and leverage it uh, this is really a, a very powerful capability because it keeps the latency low, you're not moving data across big networks, uh, and like I said, it's actually relatively uh, performant, uh, certainly good enough for, for most test dev use cases. So let's uh, get into the actual uh, uh, capabilities and show you how this is done. All right, so for my first demo here, I'm going to uh, show you how to import, let's say you're five years in, you've got some retained data sitting in an object storage bucket and you want to interact with it. You can roll up a new uh, Actifio Sky appliance either in the public cloud using the marketplace. You point to your object storage bucket and you click on this import on vault images uh, option which effectively goes to your object storage bucket, reads the data, the appliance and the systems that you've uh, protected and allows you to also take ownership. So if you uh, want to reapply backups or uh, expire some data you can go and do that. And all you've got to do is hit this uh, import button 
and it takes a couple of seconds. As all metadata is uh, self-prescribed in the object storage tier, it effectively just reads that uh, textual data, wraps it in, uh, and then will show us in the next step, we'll now have a bunch more uh, items to recover uh, in the software uh, of Activia Sky. And so now I've got some additional objects there. So I'm just going to uh, select one of the databases. That's a, an Oracle database. We've also got a, a terabyte, one terabyte SQL database there, which I can access. And again, without moving data or, or you know, having to re-ingest, we're literally looking at the metadata. Here's the objects that I have that I can recover from. Select the object. Do you want to restore, mount, clone, uh, or do something with that image? And that's really uh, a very simple way to manage your long-term retention data without needing uh, any particular software appliance running. Okay, so the next demo we're going to highlight here is uh, the test dev use case. So I've mounted, uh, I've got a selected a uh, large SQL database, uh, showing you here the interface that says this data moves on-premise in the snapshot pool, and also moving data out to an object storage pool. I've got three uh, recovery points on-prem in the yellow lane, and the blue balloons are the uh, object storage, uh, which in this case is actually sitting in uh, Google Cloud. I've selected the oldest image, just to show that regardless of the age of the data, the recovery here is uh, instant. I'm gonna mount up this data, and I'm gonna present it to an on-prem host. And this could be an on-prem or in the cloud host. Selecting a label for the purpose of the uh, recovery. A uh, name for the database, gonna call this one data driven DB. And then I'm gonna bring the database online and if you've got uh, different uh, usernames and passwords, you can, you can uh, enter those there. So this job's kicked off, it's underway uh, and running. We're effectively now resurrecting the volume, uh, putting together all the metadata to uh, self-prescribe the NTFS volume. And that's gonna land in this uh, target uh, SQL server. I've already got some existing databases that are mounted. And you can see all the volumes there that represent uh, the NTFS volumes for these particular databases. All right, in a couple of seconds, our volumes will appear. There we go. The database will now be uh, communicated through to SQL VSS. The database is in recovery mode, so the logs are being rolled. And in a couple more seconds, as the job completes, we're at 96%. Uh, that database should be stood up and um, recovered completely. There we go. And so that database is now available, ready for service. Uh, it's mounted from object storage uh, in the cloud, and all writes are performed locally. So we're really just performing reads to object storage, um, but effectively we've resurrected block-based file system volumes um, from the cloud. And there's the database itself. So that particular database, uh, SQL database, is 1.07 terabytes in size, so it's none too small. All right, so um, that's pretty much uh, the last thing I've got to show you there is um, if you don't run our software, you can effectively use a command line tool to get access to your data in the cloud. So you roll up a uh, Linux server of your choosing, install the binary, point to your object storage, and via a textual uh, wizard, you can effectively step through and mount those volumes back to uh, a Linux host. And this is really uh, the valuable tool for long-term retention without needing any software or any licenses. It's your data, no lock-in, uh, and we're not gonna hold you ransom to it.
so as we step through here, I'm just selecting the uh, particular server that I want to mount. In this case, I've picked an Oracle database. It tells me these are the two databases that you've got recovered. I'll select uh, BigDB. We're reading the metadata from the cloud here. And it's going to come back and give us, these are the recovery points you have available with the metadata of the, the point in time that they were uh, created. And I select one of those images. And then the mount will uh, kick off. And that mount process uh, just takes a couple of seconds. There we go. We've got three mounts that were for that Oracle database. So that's literally uh, the end of my session. Hopefully that was useful for you. Um, really want to entice you to go and uh, look at object storage as a, a really uh, great commodity cheap disk uh, for many, many use cases. So thank you.